Today is Thursday, September 24th, 2020, and we are at the end of the season. We have the rest of this week. I think Tuesday is the, I think Tuesday the 29th. The 27th is the last day. Is it? Okay. Yep. Coming up the last week, like some teams, three, four, five, six, I think at the most games left. I think everybody other than the Cardinals has, because today's Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four games. Yep. Everybody other than the Cardinals. Um, so, uh, almost done with the season, and so we're close to um, award season mm-hmm. and the postseason going to take a look at the standings where we're where we're at right now most teams have clinched at this point but there's still some spots uh left up in the air um preview the playoff matchups if uh that they currently stand uh got some news to talk about and then obviously players a week and we'll be on our merry way mm-hmm. we'll be on to the week hell yeah and then episode of the day after the season ends preview the playoffs because there's only that one day off all right and then it's playoff time yes it is Uh, it'd be time for me to be sad again (laughs) the yankees take a first round exit we'll talk about it (sighs) yeah that'd be great it's heartbreak season it's heartbreak season can't can't handle that anymore um started off with some standings i'll start in the ale east uh yesterday the yankees lost and that made the Tampa Bay Rays the 2020 AL East division winner. Mm. Uh, Tampa Bay is 37 and 20 with they have three games left. Uh, they've clinched the division. They've basically locked up that one seed. They're two games up on the Twins with three games left. Mm-hmm. So as long as they don't lose two out of three, and the Twins. Don't do that. Right. It looks like uh, Tampa Bay, they have a series against uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what ends their season. I'm checking the yeah. rest of their schedule. It looks like, Should yep, be. just games against Philly. Mm-hmm. Yep, three more against Philly, and they are done. So that's going to be interesting, though, because Philly, and we'll get to it in a minute, they're one of those teams that uh, they're, in, they're, in, they're in the bubble yeah. right now. They're not... In the current playoffs, but uh, last episode they were sitting in one of the wild cards, um, and they were playing the Cubs. But now they're they're on they're in the hunt right now. They're uh, twenty eight and twenty nine, I believe, or twenty seven mm-hmm. and twenty eight. One of the two. Twenty eight and twenty nine. Twenty eight and twenty nine. But uh, so they're gonna need to win those games um, against Tampa Bay. But uh, it's gonna be a tough one for them. Yeah, and they're clinging by a thread they're on the bubble to get into the bubble yeah <laughs> on the bubble to get into I the like bubble. That. it's in a they're in a bad spot <laughs> um under tampa it's the yankees 32 and 24 um all of september the yankees have played either great baseball bad baseball or terrible baseball <laughs> um and there's been no in between it's really mm-hmm. just been great baseball or terrible uh but they're in the playoffs 
The yeah. seeding is yet to be determined, but um, they're in, and they're mostly healthy at this point. They just have to play good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then you have Toronto. Toronto is most likely going to be in. Yeah, barring something unforeseen with yeah. the uh, AL West down there. Um, it's looking like the uh, Toronto Blue Jays are gonna have a uh, eighth seed there. It, I think, I think the Blue Jays will have to lose their last four games, yeah. and the Angels will have to win their last three games to yes. get in. Um, Houston is down there too. I'll take a look. The Angels. Oh, we can kiss that one goodbye. The Angels end their season with the three-game series against the Dodgers. Oh, so. Uh, it could not be a better scenario for Toronto, and Toronto ends their season. They got one more against the Yankees tonight, uh, 6.37 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and then their last three games are against Baltimore, and they have home field. So it's looking like a walk in the park mm-hmm. for the Blue Jays to get in the playoffs. So I think right now, other than, you know, seedings, and there might be a little bit of shakeup in these next couple games, Yeah, but the teams are set for the American League. Mm-hmm. Because you have Toronto, and then it's Houston and L.A. fighting for that number two spot in the AL West, which right. really isn't even a fight. Angels are two and a half games back. Yeah. And, and with the Angels playing the Dodgers. The Angels play the Dodgers, and Houston plays they play, like uh, the, the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers. They have a four-game set against the Rangers starting today. So they, that should be a piece of cake. Yeah. Um... So, congratulations to Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really all you can talk about now at this point because there's no point in us talking about, like, Baltimore and Boston. Yeah, they're just... Or Kansas City and Detroit or Seattle and mm-hmm. Texas. Like, they're out. It's yeah. over. Have fun in your last three to four games and right. uh, see you next year. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully you get a good draft pick. Yeah. But, uh... Hopefully you get a good draft pick and... Uh, we play 162 games, but for now, uh, see ya. Go mm-hmm. balls. But uh, the Central, though, that's that's interesting. The Central, man. The Central is interesting because all those teams. Yeah, Cleveland is two and a half games back. Yep. And they're in third place. Mm-hmm. We were talking so, about it last week. Uh, Cleveland was, they kind of fell off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they've won four in a row, six of their last ten. They're right back in it, 32-24. Yep. and 24. Um, Only two and a half out of first place with, like, three or four games left for each mm-hmm. of these teams. They could still do it. So coming up, Minnesota finishes the season. They got a three-game set against the Cincinnati Reds, so that's big for both teams because yeah. Cincinnati is one of those bubble teams. They mm-hmm. have a spot right now. Um, they are playing the Dodgers right now if uh, they'd be in the playoffs. That's uh, number eight seed versus mm-hmm. number one seed. Um, so that's going to be a massive series for both teams. Uh, you got the White Sox. They're in second place, 34-22. and 22. Uh, they finished their season with uh, one more game tonight against the Cleveland Indians and then a three-game set against the Chicago Cubs. So those are going to be big games for them to win. Yep. And finally, Cleveland on the last end. They're sitting in third place. They got an easy one. They got one more game, like I just said, uh, against the White Sox tonight and then a three-game set against the Pirates. So if Cleveland wins out here, and let's say the White Sox, you know, they lose tonight, mm-hmm. um, but they would have to, and they lose two to the Cubs, that puts the Indians in front of the White Sox. Yep. And then if the Twins lose out, let's say, Cleveland's first place. Yep. So 
in just these last three, four games, shit could shake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah, and like Minnesota and Cleveland are both on four-game winning streaks. Chicago has lost four in a row. Mm. So they're falling off. Um, but anything can happen. Yes. If you're two with if you're within two games, anything can happen. So especially with those matchups, mm-hmm. so it'll be fun to see. Yeah. Um, then yeah, Oakland has locked up yeah. the division. They're the three seed right now. Yes, or two seed. They're two yep, seed. They are the two seed because they have they uh, have a better percentage. They than have five games Minnesota. left. Do they? Oh yeah, they do. Interesting. Yeah. They will finish... Because they play the Dodgers today. I yep. believe this finishes their series with the Dodgers. Yep. So they play Dodgers tonight, and then four against the Mariners. Gotcha. One of them being a doubleheader. Yeah, that makes on sense. On Saturday. Gotcha. Not bad. Not bad for them. Get to play four against the Mariners. That's fun. Mm-hmm. For them, not the Mariners. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the American League. The NL is a little bit hazy yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Atlanta has clinched the NL East pretty easily. Uh, yeah. Miami is on a four-game losing streak. Uh, not looking good for them. But oh. Philly is still that one game back, or half a game back mm-hmm. of Miami with four games left. Four games left for Miami and three games left for Philly. Yep. And I had already uh, mentioned earlier, but so Philly closes the season. They got three games against the Rays, so that's yep. going to be very tough for that's them. That's not going to be easy. And uh, on the other side, Miami, uh, they're going to finish the season with about as hard a schedule as you could ask for. Yeah. They have one more game tonight against Atlanta, who already won that division. And then they have a three-game set with the New York Yankees. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be tough for both teams here. Mm-hmm. Um I think Miami's glad they have a half game lead. Yeah. Uh because you know, both of those last schedules are tough. Mm-hmm. So uh it's really gonna be best team wins for that second place. Yeah. That's what it's gonna come down to. Whoever can pull out more wins in these last in these in this last series, yeah. That's who that's who gets it. Because mm-hmm. they're basically tied. There's a half game between them. Yeah. So it's whoever wants it gets it. Exactly. Whoever's gonna go out and play some fucking baseball. Yeah. They're going to be in the postseason. They're going to have that second-place spot in exactly. the East. Exactly. Um, and El Central, uh, that one, the Cubs have basically locked up that division. They're yep. three, they are three and a half games up with four games left. Yeah. So, other than an utter collapse yep. by the Cubs and four-game uh, four winning streak by either St. Louis or Cincinnati, right. and they've won the division. And you know what? Stranger things have happened. Yeah. And and the thing that's concerning me right now, the Cubs right now we're playing a four-game set against the Pirates. Mm-hmm. We've lost two of the first three, and right now, as of this current time, we're losing six to nothing yeah. to the Pirates. So, the collapse could potentially be upon us because the Cardinals still have uh, let's see seven games mm-hmm. left to play. It looks like. Yeah. So all it's going to take is the Cubs to blow this last series because I believe they play the White Sox, which, yeah, okay, now they're losing 7 nothing. They just mm-hmm. scored another run. Oof. They just played three more games against the White Sox, which are all losable. That's not easy. That is definitely not easy. Those are going to be na- uh, games they need to win. And St. Louis, uh, they have five games coming up against the Brewers. 
So, okay, they only have five games left. They're not going to yeah. play the last two. Okay. So five games left for the Cardinals, three, not including today, for the Cubs. So it could happen. I don't like to say it, but it could happen. Yeah, Cincinnati's out of it because they have three games left. Yeah, Cincinnati, they can't win. Cincinnati cannot win the division. They can make the Just statistically, yeah. yeah. Um, I like how St. Louis can only play 58 games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had COVID they, for three They weeks. didn't play baseball for two and a half weeks. Yep. Like, the fact that they got to 58 is impressive because mm-hmm. they missed two weeks of baseball. That's like 12 games. Yeah. Um, but they will be in the playoffs most likely. Yeah. Uh, uh, even Milwaukee, they're a bubble team. Kind Again, yeah, they, they can technically still are. Make the playoffs. They can still take a while. They are actually. by far the worst. Yes, absolutely they are. They're not they're not good. Mm-mm. But they're like they're just five hundred. Yeah. I am a genius because Milwaukee, I said thirty and thirty. Yeah, they're they're twenty seven right and twenty eight. They're floating it. But they have five games against St. Louis. Yeah. So I mean that's gonna shake it up like if Milwaukee comes and wins four or five, in, yeah, they win three of five. Yeah. I think they can overtake them, right? Because then that would put. Um, I think it would depend on what Cincinnati does. Yeah, because St. Louis would be put at uh, twenty nine and twenty nine, I think, mm-hmm. and then that would put Milwaukee at thirty and thirty, and then it would come down to who ha- who won, for whatever the season series was against right. between St. Louis and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Because then they both Milwaukee would be thirty and thirty, and St. Louis would be twenty nine and twenty nine. Yes. So same winning percentage. Yeah. Yeah, that's confusing. Let's see if I can find out who did win the season series. Let's see if I can bring it up. Who's real in the quick. lead so far? Because they probably play. I think every team plays ten games in the season. Something like that. It's like Let's not see. at least not eight or nine. And they eight, nine, play ten. Five right now. Yeah. So. So they probably only played them once. Hmm. Let's see if we can find this real quick. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> Gosh. Did they play the Brewers ever? Because they were okay, let's see. playing the Brewers, and then Here's their COVID game. stuff happened. So right now, the Brewers lead the Cardinals 3-2 to two Okay. in the series. So all they got to do is win another 3 out of 2, and they have it. Interesting. But uh, that, by far, in terms of what could happen in the playoff matchups, the NL Central is definitely the most interesting and the one that you want to keep your eye on the most because that's where the most shakeup is going to be, mm-hmm. um, in the National League at least, because um, there's four teams that are all in it. Yeah. I mean, they're not good teams necessarily. No. But they all could squeak into that number eight spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, let's move to the final division here, the mm-hmm. one that's more set in stone. Yeah. Uh, we got the NL West. Um, out in front, not even close. It's the Dodgers, thirty-nine yeah. and seventeen, absolute monsters of baseball. Um, then second place, uh, nothing to laugh at here though. San Diego, thirty-four and twenty-two. Um, they've also clinched a playoff berth, and sitting at third place, they're in the playoffs right now as one of the wild card teams. That's the San Francisco Giants. They're hanging on, twenty-eight and twenty-seven, one game above five hundred. Um, they're right there in the race. Uh, with Cincinnati, Philly, uh, and Milwaukee, so yeah. it's uh, between all those teams for those with that uh, wild card spot. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Just this yeah, last couple days, they're not bad. They're a solid team. It's just 
there's so many teams that are just like right there in that mix, like 500 or a little bit above or a little bit below. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many of them in the National League. Like the AL is a lot more, okay, here are the good teams and here's the bad teams. Yeah. It's like, okay, here's like three good teams and then here's some like decent ones and then here's like three really, really bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. Interesting. I'd like to see San Francisco in the playoffs. Um, I would too. They're a fun team to watch in the playoffs. Honestly, they always and like no put on a show. No yeah, would have thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think about San. I think I had San Francisco finishing last in yeah, the division. I think I did too. <laughs> I think it was San Francisco and Colorado, um, fourth and fifth, mm-hmm. or Colorado and San Francisco fourth and fifth. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's the Dodgers. I forgot what. I said they were going to go. I think I said 41 and 19. I think and that sounds about right. Because I said the Yankees were going to go 42 and 18. And then the Dodgers, I think, were a game behind that for me. Mm-hmm. So I could be like exactly right on my prediction. But if they can go 43 and 17, oh my God. I had them at 43 and 17. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it now. That was my prediction. Yeah. I had uh, just quick looking at my predictions here. I had LA in first place, forty three and seventeen. San mm-hmm. Diego in second, thirty five and twenty five. Oh. Uh, Arizona thirty and thirty. Colorado twenty nine and thirty one. And San Francisco nineteen and forty one. Yeah. So, um, I did pretty good with those first two. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially San Diego could go thirty five and twenty five. They could, they yeah. Lose a couple more games here. Um, they are on a two game skid, so it could happen. Mm-hmm. But man, the Dodgers, if they win the last four, and they got an easy one, they play the. Who do they play? I just said. Um, do they play Arizona? No, they played the Angels. Yeah. Those are all winnable. Yep. <laughs> they could do it, man. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah, as long as, if only you just flip-flop San Francisco and Arizona. Yeah, that was perfect. Mm-hmm. Minus yeah. that. We were both a little bit too um, keen on Arizona. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> not our best. Not our best. No. Effort on that one. We're not even going to talk about my prediction of L.A. Angels. Mm. That's just... That's the worst one. That's the worst one by that's far. That's the worst one by far. Not even close. Uh, we'll talk about uh, what the playoffs are looking like uh, at this very minute. So, we went through the standings. Uh, the matchups for the playoffs right now, as they currently stand, in the American League are Tampa Bay against Toronto, Oakland against Cleveland, Minnesota versus Houston, and then Chicago against New York. Mm. So that's a little bit of a shake-up since last time, uh-huh. since last week. Because I think last time it was, I think it was still Tampa against Toronto. Yep. Or it might have been Tampa against Cleveland. I don't remember. I think it was Toronto. I think it was Toronto still. And then it was Oakland against Houston. Yep. Minnesota versus New York, yep. and then Chicago against Cleveland, right? I don't think it was Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Yeah. It was Cleveland. Um, See, a little this, bit of a shakeup just in one week. It's yeah. changed that much. Just in one week of, like, three matchup changes, just yeah. like that. Uh, just by looking at it, I really want to see Chicago versus New York. That would be that's easily the best series of of the the first round if yeah. that happens, because the Yankees now that they're healthy, mm-hmm. 
those are two absolute juggernauts of a baseball team going yeah. head-to-head in the first round. That's two amazing offenses going up against each other. Like, if I had it my way, that's what I would want the ALCS to be. Yeah. White Sox, Yankees. Mm-hmm. As of this season, two absolute powerhouses of teams, mm-hmm. two MVP candidates going right at it. Yep. I would love to see that. But first round, having to see one of those teams exit, gosh, I don't know if I know... It's going to be a great matchup in the little three-game series, but, man. Yeah. I would I, I would love to see it, but I would hate to see it at the same time so early. For sure. Um, yeah, uh, like Oakland versus Cleveland is probably my number two because mm-hmm. that's two really good pitching staffs. Yes. And then two offenses that are coming. Oakland's got a better offense, I think, than Cleveland does. But Cleveland's offense, especially lately with Lindor and Jose Ramirez and all those other guys coming around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Tampa against Toronto would be interesting, but I feel like Toronto would just get – they would just get clotheslined by yeah, Tampa Bay. I don't think Toronto's going to – they might put up a fight, but I don't think they'll win a game. I, I think, don't think they'll win a I game. I think Tampa takes that easy, too. And then, you know, the other matchup, I'm not even looking forward to it off. That one's yeah. it's, it's just going to be a bloodbath. Minnesota and Houston. Houston's just going to get railed. I could see Houston winning a game. Maybe the game where Zach Greinke's on the mound. Potentially. But that's it. Because if Zach Greinke's their only hope. He's their saving grace. Yeah. That's that's all they got. Yeah. Basically. There's no Verlander, obviously. There's no Cole. There's no... And even their offense isn't that good. Mm -mm. But so not... Not quite the matchup it would have been last year. Right. But it would still be interesting to watch. It's It's a matchup that doesn't happen very often. Right. You know, Minnesota's always usually pretty bad. Houston's always been garbage up until about 2015. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to see. Absolutely. Uh, National League, uh, I really like this matchup, which is the one versus eight. So, this is uh, L.A. against Cincinnati. Right. Um, then you have Atlanta against San Francisco, Chicago versus Miami, and then San Diego versus St. Louis. So I'm looking at those. I Dodgers versus Reds just sounds fun. That's just that'd be like, you know, for a one versus eight, that's more of a, a surprising and a and a, and a mm-hmm. good matchup than you'd think. Yeah. Because only in a three game set, you're gonna have, you know, Kershaw, Bauer. Yeah. You're gonna have Castillo and like Bueller. Yeah. And then uh who who's the other good starter for the Dodgers? Um Dustin May or something. They probably or would throw they would probably throw Alex Wood or Julio Urias. Yeah, one of those guys, mm-hmm. and then they got to go against Sonny Gray still. Yeah. So that's just pitching up the ass yeah. in that matchup. Um, and I mean, Cincinnati, they've, you know, they've had their struggles this year, but their lineup is starting to find it. Yep. Uh, yeah, Henio Suarez is getting hot. Um, Joey Votto's turned it on. Mm-hmm. That lineup, they're finding their stride a little bit. The rotation, same thing. They're kind of finding their stride. So Cincinnati's a team, they're on the ups right now. Um, as they've made their little climb through the standings, they were in fourth like a couple weeks ago. Now they're up uh, to third, possibly going to take second even. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cincinnati, I think they're a sneaky team. Unfortunate that they're going to possibly be playing the Dodgers round yeah. one. But even if they do, that's still going to be a pretty exciting matchup, I would say. For sure, and when you dive into the numbers, obviously Kershaw is not uh, quite the postseason pitcher that he is the regular <laughs> season pitcher. Right. So you look at that, and you know he's most likely going up against Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer's been absolutely lights out. Same with Kershaw. 
But Bauer, especially recently, has been turning it on. Um, Luis Castillo is always good. Sonny Gray is usually pretty good in the playoffs. Um, Walker Buehler is pretty good in the playoffs. I don't know about the rest of the Dodgers starters, but pitching is important. Yes. Pitching is the most important part of winning championships. So Cincinnati could come in there and they could come away with it. They really could. I don't see that happening, but Mm -hmm. they could. Um, Atlanta versus San Francisco is just going to be a two-game sweep for Atlanta. And, you know, um, just talking about the pitching, I think that's Mm -hmm. the only thing, you know, that's, I guess you could say, scares me about San Francisco is that they don't have the pitching that Cincinnati does. They're ranked higher right now. They're the number seven seed instead of Cincinnati's the number eight. But they don't have the pitching to compete in the playoffs. They've had an exciting run through the regular season. Mm -hmm. um, And that was definitely led by their uh, surprising offense, not by their pitching. So... Uh, seeing as they got to go against that dynamite lineup that they do with multiple MVP candidates mm-hmm. and then other guys in there that are knocking the cover off the ball, Duval and Ozuna, you know, that two games and we're out of here Yeah, for, for San Fran. They're, they're, they don't stand a chance. Nope. Um, Chicago versus Miami uh, would probably that's, – that's an interesting one because both teams aren't really playing that well right now. Right. But Chicago definitely on paper and in person is much better than Miami is. Mm-hmm. Chicago loves to lose games that they're supposed to win, though. Yeah. So that's the only issue here. And seeing as, you know, Miami's going to come in as a young, exciting, energized baseball team that, mm-hmm. you know, they're not playing the greatest right now, but they have had stretches this year where they were pretty damn good, um, which is why they're in the playoffs at the moment. Um it's definitely a, a possible upset special, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> but uh, if there's any matchup that I'm looking at, that I'd say, you know, that looks like it could be an upset. I'm looking at either Cleveland versus Oakland, and I'm looking at Miami and Chicago. Yeah. Those are the two potential upset specials that I'm looking at. Um, I hate to say it, like I just said, but uh, I could definitely see Miami in a three-game series overtaking the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, another exciting matchup uh, I really like, um, St. Louis against San Diego. Um, I still think, you know, San Diego's the, the second-best team in the National League, even though they have the uh, fourth seed just because of the, you know, seedings and everything this year. Yep. Um, that's still a series San Diego's going to win. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, St. Louis, you know, they're still a good team, but uh, having to go against San Diego in the first, it's, it's a death sentence. They're yeah. not going to win it. It's going to be San Diego moving on. That's just that's just how the cookie's gonna be crumbling. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's not gonna be easy for St. Louis at all. Mm-mm. But it'll be an interesting matchup to see, I guess, because you haven't seen matches. you haven't seen San Diego in the playoffs in you know fourteen years or whatever. Right, and St. Louis is still a decent team, but especially in the playoffs, they're just a different breed. Exactly, they're good in the too. playoffs, and they were good last year. They made it to the NLCS. Uh, It'll be interesting. I don't see St. Louis putting up much of a fight. Maybe they win one game, but right. that would probably be it. Uh, I think San Diego's just going to be too much. I'd say the so too. I'd say so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it for playoffs. Yeah. Why don't we look at some awards? Let's What's going on with look the awards? At some awards. So we're obviously there's four games left. You know, four days until the season's over. Uh. 
there's some playoff races that are tight. There's some play, playoff, or not playoff races, award races that are tight. Some that aren't. Some, yeah, that, some are, that are just completely decided already. Yeah, there's some, like, I'd say probably, like, A.L. Cy Young. A.L. Cy Young's over. It's Bieber. Bieber, easily. It's easily. not even close. Um, I think the only other one that's probably set in stone, um, maybe with a little bit of debate, but uh, the NL Rookie of the Year. Yeah. That one's looking pretty sure-fired. Jay Cronenworth from San Diego. Could say the same thing about the AL Rookie of the Year, too. Yeah. That one, uh, it was kind of a tightrope between uh, Kyle Lewis and Luis Robert, but uh, it's kind of looking like Kyle Lewis might be uh, pulling away with that one because mm-hmm. Robert has just been on a torrential downfall yeah um coming on this back half of the season um he was my prediction i'm still holding on maybe he'll uh he'll win it yeah uh, i got something about one of these guys as my uh weekly award Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh so those are kind of the ones that are already decided but let's look at the tight ones and uh first i want to start with the al mvp you can't go wrong with any of these guys that i'm about to name Mm -hmm. it comes down right now to five players you're looking at jose abreu who's probably the consensus favorite right now if you were to take a poll you know he's probably going to be the guy that more people vote for yeah you're looking at jose ramirez who is flying under the radar a little bit jose ramirez is a guy he's not leading in any major or or like major statistical categories Mm -hmm. but i believe his like his war or his like f war plus or something like some stat like that like he's the best in baseball Mm -hmm. like he's just helping his team unlike anybody else. Like, it's just, it's crazy, I guess. Yeah. You know? um, you're looking at Mike Trout because, one, you know, he's Mike Trout. He's Mike Trout, yeah. You can't take Mike Trout out of the conversation. Um, Shane Beaver, obviously. It's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they kind of weigh him against some of these hitters to see if, you know, he's going to be an MVP candidate, which I believe he is. Yeah. And then you're looking at Luke Voigt. Yep. For the Yankees up there leading the uh, the MLB in home runs, the only guy with 20-plus right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's hitting like 276, 280s yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, his average isn't necessarily as flashy as some of these other guys, but the power numbers are there. He's helped the Yankees through their, their really tough stretch, and uh, he's been he's been the guy yeah. for the Yankees right now. So he's definitely in that race too. Mm-hmm. But uh, looking at it for you, who do you think right now is, is coming away with that AL MVP? This is what I would say, and that is, uh, you look at Mike. Mike Trout is obviously the best player in baseball. Um, there really isn't any, like you can't really fight that opinion because it's more of a fact. <laughs> right. But you also can't give it to him every year. And this year he's always been great, but has he been the best? No. Absolutely not. No. Um, I look at a guy like Luke Voigt and say, okay, this guy carried this team for a good 20-game stretch, basically. Like, the middle of the season, he was the one guy that was always producing. But then you have Jose Abreu, too, who has been completely on fire, and he's batting 330. Yeah. With his 19 homers and 57 RBIs. Just tearing up the league. He's tearing the cover off the ball. It just hurts that he's a first baseman. Same with Luke Voigt. Because you can't really help defensively with that one. Um, Jose Ramirez is a good defender at third base. And he's also been 
lighting the world on fire recently, mm-hmm. I would probably give it to either Jose Abreu or Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I think that's what I would say my top two are. Because it's kind of interchangeable between the two. Uh, they've both been amazing. But I would probably give it to Jose Abreu just because he's been he's been so good in basically every single category mm-hmm. that you kind of have to give it to him. Yeah, at this point, like in the American League, second in home runs, uh, he's first in RBIs. He's I believe let's see, I believe he's top five in average. Yep. Um, in the in the American League. He's just been so important to the success of that White Sox team. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had, you know, good contributions from from a bunch of other guys too. But I think, you know, when you look at it, Jose Abreu is, is the top guy there. Yeah. And it's not necessarily even close. Mm-hmm. He's been the leader uh, of that lineup. He's been the, you know, the electric spark, so to speak, uh, for that team. I think, you know, there's just nobody that just has done it for their team like Jose Abreu has. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, he is more than deserving for MVP. And, I mean, all these guys that we just mentioned, they, they do deserve it, you know, yeah. to an extent. Um, but I think he, he's earned it. He's played all season long, just played amazing baseball. Um, nobody deserves it more in the American League than Jose Abreu does, in my opinion. Yeah. And he's been there the entire year. It's hard in a 60-game season because nobody can really um, distinguish themselves from the others, especially mm-hmm. when it's hitting-wise. hitting Hitting-wise, right. hitting wise, a lot harder. Pitching-wise, somebody can just go out there and dominate every four days, every five days. Right. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is the Cy Young. Easily, no doubt about it. But, you know, maybe a second pitcher also does that. But you could have you know, five, six hitters all just going absolutely bonkers at the, at the, um, at, at the plate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lost my train of thought for a second. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tight race, but I I would say Jose Abreu, yeah. he deserves it. That's a great team with a great lineup, but he is clearly the best. Yes, absolutely he is. But uh, let's move over to the other division here. Uh, let's look at the National League. Mm-hmm. So the National League MVP is even more wide open than the American League is. Yeah. There is so many guys that could win it. Just to name off, you know, the top guys right now that are in the conversation, you got Mookie Betts, Fernando Tatis, mm-hmm. Manny Machado, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, and Marcel Ozuna. Yeah. All those guys could win it. Mm-hmm. But, like, do any of them stand out, though? That's the only thing. Because you got a guy like Juan Soto, who's hitting three fifty two. He's the best hitter in the National League. Mm-hmm. 13 homers, 37 RBIs. But his team is in dead last. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think that's something that you'd have to consider at least a little bit. Not much, but, you know, you, you know something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a guy like Freddie Freeman, who... You know, he hasn't been the he, the biggest power guy. You know, only 12 home runs, but he's still driven in 51 runs, 343, yeah. second in the National League for average. Uh, doesn't strike out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, first baseman, again, it kind of hurts with the fielding and everything. But yeah. I think he's still consistently one of the best he's, fielding. He's a good fielder, baseman. yeah. But uh, It hurts when you're a 
it, when you're a plus defender at first base, it helps. But yeah. when you're a bad defender and you play first base, then you don't really have any fielding to help your case. Right. And um, I know for probably the first three quarters of the season, you know, we talk about it on the podcast every week, our guy, Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. But over, like, the last couple weeks, he kind of – fell off a little bit you know now in the season yeah. only hitting 278 uh 15 homers 41 rbis you know still a good season but is he an mvp candidate anymore i don't think so i wouldn't say so and he's you know, close he's, he's really close, good but, but you know with the competition that they have right now it's just not not there anymore yeah but i think if there's anybody that i'm favoring right now i'm looking at manny machado mm-hmm. for that same san diego padres team now before I get into like his stats, I was I was looking at this article earlier about you know who the award favorites are and everything, and all these analysts are like Mookie Betts is going to be the MVP. It's Mookie Betts consensus; he's top guy. When you compare Manny Machado to Mookie Betts, Manny Machado is better in every single category except WAR. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, Mookie Betts is at a 3.2. Manny Machado is at a 2.9. Which, I mean, that's a bit of a difference, but it's not that much. Mm -hmm. But every single category, Manny Machado is leading him. He's hitting 313 compared to Mookie Betts' 295. Manny Machado has 12 doubles compared to Mookie Betts' 9. Manny Machado has 16 homers, so he's tied with with Betts on that Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Betts has 39 RBIs, Machado's got 47. Like, all these categories on base percentage. Manny Machado, 376. Mookie Betts, 366. Slugging, Manny Machado, 603. Betts, 576. All these categories, Machado's mm-hmm. better. So I don't know where they're getting the, the, the Mookie Betts MVP consensus. I mean, I get it. The Dodgers are 39-17, and 17, best team in baseball, and Mookie Betts is a big part of that. But Machado's just a better player right now. Machado, it's not like he's on a bad team or anything no. either. They're the second best team in the league. Right. Um, Mookie Betts is obviously a top five player in baseball. Absolutely. Machado is more of that top 10, top 15 range when mm-hmm. he's at his best, which would be this year. But he's been more impressive this year. Yes. By far. Mm-hmm. Especially coming off a of not great last couple of years. Exactly. And everyone kind of like, oh, this guy is, you know, overhyped, overrated, overpaid. After he just got that $300 million deal mm-hmm. um, to San Diego, now he's kind of, you know, he's playing like the people were expecting him to. And I think uh, in this little 60-game season, I think he's done more than enough to earn himself uh, an MVP. But, yeah. you know, in all due respect, though, I think any of these guys can win it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe minus, like, Tatis. I think he's kind of withdrawn himself from the conversation a bit. But any of the other guys I just listed, you know, they're all – well-deserving in their own rights for MVP. Oh, Absolutely. for sure. It's definitely a more tight-knit race in the National League mm-hmm. than the American League because um, I think it's more so in the American League. It's kind of gone away that it's it's going to be Jose Abreu. Yeah. But uh, the National League, there's there's just like three or four or five guys that, you know, they all have a very strong case. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with either option. For sure. Now, what are we thinking for the NL Cy Young race, because there's like seven dudes. Yeah, the, the National League is just so open. Yeah. It's just open in the standings um, with what's going on with the playoffs, and it's open with the awards, too. Mm-hmm. Um, with the awards right now, 
the guys you're looking at. Uh, we've got you, Darvish. Yep. Who's been having a great season? Jacob Degrom again. He's nasty with his strikeouts mm-hmm. and everything, and playing for that garbage team that he plays for, but still managing to be good. Yeah. Um, Max Freed, um, having a great season. Trevor Bauer. Now he's an interesting one because he's got a four and four record, which doesn't light your eyes up, but he's got like a one point, I think eight o ERA. Yeah. Or or something around that. Um. So he's still p- playing phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the best pitchers right now in the National League. And then the surprise guy on here, Corbin Burns, is yep. also in there. I think those are my top five. Um, who would you say you think in, is the favorite? I would say that the favorite would probably be Trevor Bauer. Really? Uh, Trevor Bauer has, if you're looking at all those guys that you just named off, so Bauer, Burns, DeGrom, Darvish, Max Fried. They each have 11 starts currently. Or 11 games. Corbin Burns has 8 starts. Right. Uh, Bauer has the lowest DRA. He's 5-4, and four, which isn't great, but not bad. He's the only one of those five with a complete game. He has two of them. He has the most innings pitched. Uh, he's only allowed 17 runs, 14 earned runs. He's allowed the most home runs with 9. But he also only has 17 walks, which, other than you, Darvish, uh, DeGrom has one less at 16, but you, Darvish, has 13. Those are the only ones that have less. He also has the most strikeouts. He's got 100, and his whip is .79, which is the lowest of any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And he, Corbin Burns has an opposing average of 158. Trevor Bowers is 159. And then nobody else is really that close. So that's like what six, seven categories that I just named off that he's in right. first place. I there's I don't think you could give it to anybody else. It's close, but and I could see a guy like you, Darvish, because the strikeout to walk ratio is so good and mm-hmm. the whip is still at one point oh. Like he's not bad, and none of those guys have been bad. But Trevor Bauer's been the most impressive, right. especially coming off of a season where he was really bad. Mm-hmm. He's been amazing. Now, uh, obviously, I cannot argue with stats. Trevor Bauer is definitely leading the way in just about all of those stats. Mm-hmm. But if there is any argument you can make, and it's the one that I'm going to make right now, and that's the U Darvish argument. Now, I think those are the top two, and you knew I was going to have to do it. I know. Whatever. Even you, coming into the season, had the Reds being better than the Cubs. Yeah. Just about everybody did. But here the Cubs are in first place. Best team in the NL Central. And you know why? You Darvish is why. You Darvish is probably the biggest reason that the Cubs are where they are right now. Now, I think his last start, kind of shaky. Um, now he's, his ERA dropped to 2.22, but before he was uh, sub-2. 7-3 um, and three record. Um, nine quality starts right there with Trevor Bauer. Um, Trevor Bauer, obviously, you know, he's got the strikeouts only by 12. Yu Darvish still has 88. I believe that's top five in the National League. K's per nine, 11.5. Uh, that's, like, top five as well. Um, or maybe not top five. Like, top ten. Mm-hmm. But for what Yu Darvish has done for the Cubs and what he's meant, and, and he's basically him being the reason behind us being as good as we are and for us being in first place, I think that's something you can't not look at being a starting pitcher 
for, for you know, just for what he's meant yeah. to our team. He's not, you know, the guy that's leading all the statistical categories, but for what he's he's done for the Cubs. And, and you know, we'll look at another uh, recent situation that uh, happened a couple years ago with a, with a Cy Young, and this is kind of the way that the voters are going. Look at, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but the AL Cy Young race when Rick Porcello won it over oh. Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Justin Verlander in this situation, you know, he can be looked at, you know, like a Trevor Bauer. He's he's leading in almost all the pitching stats and everything. But you got a guy, Rick Porcello, who he just meant so much more to the success of that team. Rick Porcello came in there, he had like twenty two wins or something. Yeah. You know, he didn't have the strikeouts that J V had, he didn't have the low ERA like like uh, J V had, just like you Darvish. Mm-hmm. He just meant more to the team. And at the end of the day, the voters saw that and they gave it to Porcello because they know that he meant, in, in, in all broad terms, he, it's not that he just was lighting up all the stats, the, the stat categories. He, 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 he won games for the team. And now you got Trevor Bauer, who's had all these you know, great starts, but he's only 5-4. and four. So he's only won just over half of the games that he started. He's got a decision. Which, you know, stat, you can't just, stats can't just be the only thing that you look at. You know, and obviously, you know, some of those games that he lost, maybe they weren't his fault because, you know, the shitty bullpen. So, you know, because he did have nine quality starts. So, you know, you have to kind of factor that in, too. But I think it might be one of those situations again, the Porcello Verlander. And and they're going to give it to Darvish, whether or not he's more deserving than Bauer. I don't know. But you can't rule it out. It could happen. And I'm telling you, it could. The way that these voters will vote. It could happen. And you got to be prepared for it to happen. Should it probably be Bauer? Yeah. But it should have also been Verlander. But it wasn't. So you just got to keep that in mind. You got to keep it in mind. Did you just use wins as your most important stat? No. No. But I just, you know, that's that's what they seem to want to vote for. No. They voted for Porcello because he had more wins than Verlander. That was years ago. That was like 2015. I'm just saying. No. If you were to use that, then the voters would vote for Max Fry because he's 7-0. and DeGrom's won what? Two Cy Youngs? At least one. Right. He's 4-2 and two in 11 starts because the Mets suck. <laughs> Not because he's bad. Right. Because his team's bad. Trevor Bauer has a 1-7-3 ERA. And he's pitched 73 innings. And he's allowed 14 runs. <laughs> and he's got two complete games and two complete game shutouts. The fact that he's 5-4 and four isn't Trevor Bauer's fault. Well, no, no and, I, and I said that. It's not necessarily his fault. It's strictly the Reds' fault. And you can look at Luis Castillo, too. Because Luis Castillo has a 2.86 ERA. That's... Good. That's very good. In a regular season, in a 162-game season, you have a 2.86 ERA. People are going to say, holy shit, that guy was amazing. He's 4-5. and five. Yeah. And I don't know if I can find Sonny Gray real quick on here. Uh, Rick Porcell is 1-6, by the way. <laughs> um, I just saw that. That is... Sonny Gray is... I can't find Sonny Gray. Yeah, I don't know where he is. I can't find him either. But 
but no, I I do think you know it, at the end of the day, it's it's gonna you be Bauer. You just had to talk about you. I had to. How could I not? You just had to talk about you. I I want it to be him, and I don't think it's going to, because just Bauer is just going absolutely nutty, like uh, his former teammate over there, mm-hmm. Shane Beaver. Yeah. Gosh. You know, Bauer is just—he's crazy. He's good. He's a lunatic. He, he's pretty annoying sometimes, <laughs> but it's a little carried away. But... Baseball wise, he's great. He's yeah. great for the game. Absolutely, he's a good he pitcher. Mm-hmm. I think he's earned it. If it's not him, then I would probably give it to. I would probably give it to either Degrom or Darvish. Yeah. Depending on you know where you want to go with that, but mm-hmm. those are the top three. I'd say. Yep. Uh, Corbin Burns, he's good, but he doesn't have the innings racked up like the rest of them do or right. anything like that. So, I think if it was like a 162-game set and he was yeah. doing this good and he kept it up, he'd be in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. But I think just with, with how little... He's only made eight starts. He's yeah. appeared in 11 games just like the rest, but he's only made mm-hmm. eight starts. Right. That, cha- that definitely hurts the innings and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, yeah, I would I would give it to Bauer. I think I think that's the, that's the right thing to do, for sure. Uh, last thing to talk about before we're done is our players of the week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll I'll kick things off here All now. Right. We actually came to the agreement to have the same player of the week because yes. there's just only one deserving guy here. So we're both going with Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely tore the laces off of the ball this week uh 12 for 26 with a 462 average six homers 16 rbis scored nine runs uh, 1.269 slugging with a 1.803 ops the indians are on a four-game winning streak uh, in large part because of the success of jose ramirez who has propelled himself into the mvp conversation potentially the top two um definitely a top three finish uh in his future but uh player of the week if there's anything you want to add to jose ramirez just incredible week uh that was probably it i think the one thing that i have to mention is his walk off homer to clinch their playoff spot that's as clutch as clutch gets Mm -hmm. uh that was probably the only thing that i wanted to mention about him okay uh what do you got for your pitcher of the week my pitcher of the week uh this is a guy um I've never, or uh, we have never mentioned him at all on the podcast. This is Houston Astros starting pitcher Framber Valdez. That's a new name on the pod. We got 13.1 innings pitched, two wins, two quality starts, 19 strikeouts this week, uh, equating to a 1.35 ERA and a 0.75 whip. Um, He's kind of had a shaky season, but this week he did play good. He had starts against Seattle and Texas, which I guess is understandable for those good starts <laughs> playing against some garbage teams. Yeah. But uh, all things considered, Framer Valdez, uh, not known as the greatest uh, name in baseball right now, um, but he could definitely get there. He's a good young talent. Uh, had a great week this week, so I'm giving him Pitcher of the Week honors. What do you have? My Pitcher of the Week is a guy we just talked about. And I am giving it to Trevor Bauer because this week he made two starts. He pitched 15 innings. He allowed three runs, had two walks and 17 Ks, a whip of .73, an opponent average of .167. That is an ERA of 1.8. And 
just to add to the fact that the Reds are bad, he allowed three runs this week in two starts. He went one and one. He allowed three runs total in 15 innings in two starts. That's pretty good. And he took the loss in one of those games. Fucking Reds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the fucking Reds. Just to make my point a little bit clearer on who should really get uh, yeah. the Cy Young. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> well, Trevor. All right. Now my fun award. Now i got to start this one off with a question. Okay. So, do you remember when you graduated and you walked across the stage uh, at, at graduation day? What was that one little thing you're thinking in the back of your mind as you're climbing up the stairs and walking across? What's that one thing you're thinking? What you don't want to do in front of all the people. Don't fall. You don't want to fall. Exactly. <laughs> this, this award is the falling on stage in front of everybody award. And now I give this to two people, actually. This is a double award. We were talking about them earlier. This is for Luis Robert and Kyle Lewis. Now, both of these guys are in that rookie of the year conversation. Mm -hmm. And as, as of this moment, they're both walking up on stage and they fucking face planted in front of the superintendent. <laughs> this week, Kyle Lewis, who right now is probably the front runner for rookie of the year, he's went three for 24, with a one, two, five average with only a solo home run. And he struck out nine times. Oof. He's shitting the bed. Yeah. This is supposed to be his, like, you know, week, last couple of weeks to, to, you know, cement himself in to that rookie of the year, you know, winner. Yeah. And you got a guy, Lewis Robert, who was probably the front runner for the first month and a half of this 60-game season, and now he's hitting 220. He's completely fell off. Mm -hmm. uh, he's only got, I think, 11 homers, but he's been there at 11 homers for, like, two weeks now. Like the last two weeks, he just yeah. he's just falling off. Mm -hmm. Both of these guys are just they're they're sinking their ships. They're shooting cannonballs at each other and they sink each other's ships. Yeah, they both went to the awards ceremony and they fell on stage. That's why this is a double award for falling in front of the superintendent in front of everybody. That will be my fun award of the week. I like it. That one's interesting. <laughs> uh I have the, this is the Moneyball Award that I give to the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays uh, won the division, as I said earlier. It was the first time they've won the division since 2010 with one of the worst, pro the worst stadium in baseball and the worst fan base in baseball and the worst owner slash, um, like, front office in baseball because they don't spend any money and don't have any money. Uh, but they're in first place. Mm -hmm. So I give it to the Tampa Bay Rays. Great job for them to win the division in a meaningless 60s-game season. They took it away from the <laughs> Yankees. Wow, great job. You did great, kids. Can't wait to see you uh, do great things in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, well-deserved. Mm -hmm. Well-deserved. Um, now, one thing that I wanted to, uh, you know, we both wanted to touch yeah. on. Um, we're going to get a little serious here on the pod. Uh, if you have not heard the news, uh, last, or this past Monday, mm -hmm. um, Pittsburgh Pirates prospect Aniel Cruz uh, killed three people in a car accident uh, while drinking and driving in the Dominican Republic. Um, uh, late Monday night, he was driving his SUV on the highway when he struck a motorcycle driving in front of him, killing all three riders of the motorcycle. Uh, this being 
19-year-old Daniela Perez Garcia, 20-year-old Debbie Beto, and 23-year-old Johns Sabab. Um, rest in peace to those three individuals. Um, definitely a pretty big tragedy. Um, definitely unfortunate for all involved. Um, definitely my thoughts and prayers for the families. But uh, it's definitely not what, uh, not, not what you want to see. No, it's kind of crazy when I saw it on Twitter because I didn't hear anything about it until probably Tuesday. I think Tuesday or Wednesday was when I heard about it. And, you know, he's I, he was supposed to be a good prospect and yeah, stuff. And he's the number three prospect in their organization. Yeah. And he's said to have the best arm in all of minor leagues. Oh. Right like, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's the real deal here. And now I saw something too when I was reading an article about it. I found it kind of interesting. I don't know what you know the 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 laws are in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. but uh, it says he could, if convicted for this, he could face up to five years in prison. I saw that too. That doesn't make now, sense. Th- like that's vehicular manslaughter on top of like DUI, and that's three people. Is it like like dog years? So it's actually like thirty five years. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I don't. I don't know. That doesn't really make sense. Five years doesn't make that sense. Why like was there less... three people on a motorcycle? That's, by the way? I, you know, I was wondering that too. How do you fit three people on a motorcycle? Yeah. They might have some, some interesting motorcycles there. Yeah. Unless it was one of those that's got like the little side carriage and there's Maybe. someone on the back. And yeah, I don't know. Sidecar, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't really know how that kind of ties in. But um, when I first saw it, I thought it was, it was him that had perished yeah it was another like jose fernandez situation but but once i read you know i found out what had happened but uh you know rest in peace to those three individuals um and and prayers to their families uh before we get out of here last couple minutes uh i want to say uh the pirates are so bad that their players would rather go to jail than to play for them (laughs) Because <laughs> Jung Ho Kong oh, had like shit. three DUIs. Yeah. Felipe Vasquez uh, is in prison, and now this guy. Yeah, you know that's it, three people in the span of like what the last like four years. Yeah, I guess the Pirates are just a leading cause of alcoholism within their organization. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a great history. Mm-mm. Oh no. boy, not at all. But uh, I do believe that is going to wrap things up for this podcast. Yep. Uh, this is the last week of the regular season, so definitely enjoy yourself some baseball. Uh, we'll be back with a special episode on when? Was I think it's Monday or Tuesday. Monday or is Tuesday? the off day before this playoff starts. Okay. I'll have to take a look. So we'll be back with that episode. And then an episode per series. Yep. Not per, you know, after the three games are done, series. Uh, podcast after the ALDS and NLDS all right podcast all right so stay tuned for that mm-hmm. that will be coming at you but uh for now enjoy yourself some baseball and we are out of here have fun see ya Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling,